90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey everyone, Kel, Adam, how are you? Hello, Sharon. Hello, Kelly. I love that Adam has started spirit fingers. Yes. Jazz hands. <laughs> Woo! I feel like he's getting ready for the holidays. Ooh, you know what? Uh, how could he not be? It's a. Uh, Flipping cold up here in Canada. I hate to be a cliche. And Mariah Carey <laughs> said it's coming, so yeah, I guess did. it's coming. Now, <laughs> here's what's going to happen. Um, we're going to talk about Mariah Carey and uh, link in her obvious uh, fanship of uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, <laughs> can we get a sound effect for that, please? <laughs> Winky wink. <laughs> and you know what? If ever there were a band that could tell you how it's done... And how to do it. It's the uh, four-man band rooted in San Francisco that'll make you want to take their master class. Mm-hmm. How about this? A fitness class. Or a few of them, anyways. Will Smith is set to share his journey toward his best self. Uh, and we're going to talk about how bad it almost went. Kelly's trivia is going to make you feel good about yourself or not. Or not so much. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how you do with that. Also, we'll talk about Scotty Pippen. Uh, former Chicago Bulls great and how unhappy he is with another Chicago Bulls great and that he's written it all down. And one of the uh, greatest music producers of all time is getting a spot on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So I figured we should start there. Let's do it. All right. So let me drop some titles on you guys. Get your freak on. (laughs) Work it. Lose Control. These are just three of her songs. There's also the music of Aaliyah, Mariah, Whitney, Destiny's Child, and a long list that Missy Elliott has her fingerprints all over. So guess what? You can now get your footprints all over her. (laughs) <laughs> I've been dying to make that uh, connection of fingerprints and footprints all day. Well uh, done. She is the one that's getting her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Kelly, you happy about that? Oh, my goodness. It was such exciting news to find this out because, actually, I, I thought she already had it. I totally was thinking she was already there. So this is amazing news for all Missy Elliott fans. And um, my only sadness is that I don't believe Janet's going to be there uh, because I think she's still over in in, uh, the UK. And this is obviously going to happen in Los Angeles. So uh, not that this is a bad thing, but Sierra and Lizzo will be on hand to help present the the star to Missy. But I'm I'm fairly certain if Janet was available, she would have been there a million percent. For sure. Yeah. And so that's all happening on the 8th of November. And I have no doubt that Missy Elliott is also going to get a little teary-eyed because she does that when she gets honored. And that means, like, it even makes it more special for her fans because you know she totally appreciates it. Well, you know what's great about this is that um, you... It's not like you can buy your way onto the Walk of Fame. Can you? Technically, but you kind of can. Like, you can, it costs a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Ryan Seacrest is my example of that. And no offense to him, he's created a, a solid career for himself. But it was way early on that he had his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, like many years ago now. And then you learn that there is a price tag attached to it. Yeah. And a lot of times, maybe your management company or your record company or however you are aligned pays that, or you hope they would. Um, but who is going to be paying for Ryan Seacrest's? You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was a bit of a red flag for me. So at this stage of Missy Elliott's career, this far down the line, and, uh, you know, along that long list of credits of hers, uh, you know that it's coming because someone said, what? This hasn't happened yet? Let's do this. 
So she is very deserving, in my opinion. Yeah, and you can actually watch the live stream, which will be walkoffame.com. And again, that's November the 8th. And I should also mention, too, if anybody ever needs to feel uplifted, make sure you're following Missy Elliott on social media because she oftentimes, I want to say at least once a week, if not more, puts out these really great, and you know it's her that's writing them, messages to her fans like you know if you need this today don't you know you're headed in the right path give it all you got like all these amazing and like also about following your dreams and and uh you know not letting anything get you down just like and it and and i've often read it sometimes on the day i needed to read it and so i just love that she's so uh positive and wants the best for her fans and also is so appreciative of everything they give back to her so she is a, a complete class act and i think katy perry did the best thing ever when she had her on the super bowl with her halftime show which i think was 2015 i can't believe it's already that long ago but i'm pretty sure Holy it was 2015 moly. i just watched that show that that performance uh, last weekend and it was incredible oh amazing with Missy, uh, with the left genuine, shark, too, it right? was amazing. <laughs> when the Super Bowl started doing that, uh, you know, pairing of yeah. artists like that, that that next leveled the experience. Yeah, I think. exactly. And I forget the percentage, but when Missy did that performance, her album sales and single sales went banana town. Because banana a, town, where exactly is that? Uh, <laughs> south of the equator. Anyways, uh, <laughs> below the belt. <laughs> below the belt. But yeah, she because there was there's a whole there was a whole like le- legion of, of of audience members that might not have known her, you know, because she hadn't really been. I think she'd been she'd been out of the scene for a little while because she did have health issues for several years. So this just reintroduced her to the public, and honest to God, her her percentages just went crazy on uh, on like all the streaming platforms and album sales and all that stuff. So. Well, like I, w- I was, I cut uh, Adam off before. Um, what I was saying is that you can tell genuine. You can't fake genuine, mm-hmm. you know, and she's got it. No question about that. Yeah. No question. Uh, and elsewhere in the genuine department uh, is the level of difficulty for uh, Kelly's trivia. Let's see how that plays out. <laughs> Let's give it a try. <laughs> Whoop, look at me pressing the wrong buttons. Here we go. Let's give it a try. Hey. 90s. <laughs> Now, trivia. Bing bong. And I should mention because you said, "Look at me pressing the wrong button." Not everybody's looking at you, Adam, because we have our audio <laughs> listeners, of course. So, <laughs> so a big shout out, of, of course, to all of our audio listeners that are picking us up on all the major podcast uh, platforms like Stitcher.com and Apple and Google Play. And aren't we on Stitch? Uh, we're on Spotify too, aren't we, Adam? I think so. Hey, we are on Spotify. We there are we So uh, to all of you guys, hear this awkward silence as I press the wrong button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And don't forget, too, that we are, of course, now are the visual podcast as well. So you can watch us if you haven't seen our lovely mugs yet, the faces for radio on uh, YouTube.com slash Kelly Alexander Show. So uh, and then that's the 90s Now playlist, which is which is right there for you. All right. So question number one. I worry for the both of you on this one. So Uh-oh. we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, in in being John Malkovich, uh, which floor does Craig li- live on or work on, I should say? Sorry, but can Florida's- I can I hear that question again? In being John Malkovich, which floor does Craig work on? That's specific, man. I wouldn't know that. Which should give you like an inkling as to what floor you should be picking. Sharon. Can I guess what you're gonna say? Yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that you're gonna say thirteen. That's uh, what I was gonna say. Oh, okay. I was knee jerk on that, but it, it's a half floor. Isn't it like seven and a half or something? Boom! Way to go, Sharon! What? You got it. Good for you. I've seen it, the movie. 
Okay. But like a zillion years ago. Okay. And it's just so good. Like it's I such never, a cool movie. I know ne- I knew it was cool, but I've never seen it. Adam, have you seen it? I think I've started it and somehow m- my apologies fell to sleep during the movie. <laughs> Well, it's one of those movies that you're sort of like, you, you have to, it's, I don't know. You, you have, have to, you have to be in something. the moon to watch it. You're just, you're yeah. just not going to play it. And it was late at night and it was just, it was not the perfect setting to watch that It movie. might not be a late at night movie. It might yeah. be, you know, need a little bit of an attention span for it, but it's so worth it if you, you know, maybe watch it in the morning. <laughs> I'll give it, I'll give it a try next time. <laughs> Very nice. Before we move on to second question, just because we're talking about watching things, I just quickly wanted to ask you. Uh, how we're all doing with the morning show season dose? Season um, two. It's on pause for me. Okay. I am. Uh, we are. How many episodes in are we? Two, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Okay. But I enjoyed a lot. It's very good. Yeah, I oh was. Uh, see, I was. I was behind you guys because I hadn't caught up. But then uh, my better half was able to hook us up with the Apple Plus. And so now I'm caught up to like, I think it's episode five or six now that they're at. And like, it's delicious all over again. It's so good. Do you guys watch Succession? Pardon? You watch Succession? For like two Uh, seasons. That's going to be my next thing, but I'm actually currently addicted. And I do mean that. It's my downtime thing, uh, Billions with uh, Damian Lewis. Mm, That was good as well. Yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen some some of it as well. Yeah. It's so crazy town. I'm into that. But and that's why I think Succession will be next. Uh, and for the uh, for all listeners, visual and audio, um, <laughs> Crazy Town and Banana Town are adjacent cities. Yes, they adjacent share the same mayor. Mind. They share the same mayor. Yeah, and the uh, city council. And it's Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Question number two: In what year were S Club Seven formed? Adam. Sharon. Ooh, oh, that was it. close. Could go to Nin- Adam. Take it, Adam. You're probably 1999. right. Nineteen ninety nine. Uh, I'd like to bet a dollar. Uh, <laughs> 1996. Uh, 98. Damn it, I was going to guess 98, but I thought that was like the equivalent of guess, you know, bidding a dollar at all yeah. prices, right? <laughs> Son of a... I was a fan of that, that one song, which I can't even remember the title of it now, but I S- like them. Club. Wasn't it that? I think <laughs> they, uh, they, they had a, a French version. It was... Poorly translated to French, but you know, when I was young, couldn't understand English. So I think <laughs> I, I've watched some, some of it, but the French traduction. Okay, very good. Isn't that yeah. incredible? Like, you can, I can sense a French accent on you, but like, it's like a hint. Mm-hmm. And to, so for, you know, for, and you're not a, and you're not an old guy, but you're not a kid, but it's not been a long time since you were a kid. And so no, think that but you I mean, for, for me, it was like, a lot of, you know, watching, actually watching some English television when I was younger. And, you know, on Sundays, we'd have to speak English. And whenever we'd go out the movies, it would have to be in English. And there was a lot of crying and a lot of um, shouting and a lot of me not wanting to do English stuff and watching and listening to English stuff. But I guess it paid out, right? Yes, you're here on this show. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Uh, and exactly. that all happened in the late 90s. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> um, so Will Smith is doing another venture with YouTube, and the end result will likely have him uh, looking really good. But more importantly, have him feeling really good, because that uh, that's the importance of, of fitness and a commitment to a, a better uh, uh, 
regime, a daily routine, let's say. And he's got a new series. It's called Best Shape of My Life that documents his fitness journey. And again, fitness of body and of mind. And the promo note describes it this way. It says, what starts as a docu-follow about Will's desire to go from the worst shape of his life to a new movie to a new movie star, sorry, evolved into a deeper, darker, and more profound journey into Will's psyche, end quote. Now, the thing that's getting a lot of people's attention is the um, the clip that they're using, uh, which is an obvious, you know, attention grabber, and it's worked, because the, <laughs> the, uh, the quote is, uh, that was the only time in my life that I ever considered suicide. So that's the quote that's making the rounds, and kind of like a... Uh, bomb drop because now you're like what this big superstar thought that so it's an important bomb drop uh, but the context or anything that substantiates it will obviously be found in the uh, five-part docu-series on youtube which uh, by the time of this show airing will be just a couple of days away on november 8th what do you think about that you guys well i think that um i think it's interesting in many different regards but also Firstly, I think with the fact that everybody thinks Will Smith is Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky for the most part, like that's the the persona he's put out. And I do think that's legitimately who he is. He always seems like in a good mood and a positive vibe. But I think it's really important for people to know that not everyone can always be that way. Like everybody has a roller coaster ride in your life, mental, you know, mental health, physical health, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's important for people to know that he went through it and he's out the other side and that, you know, uh, hopefully if, if you or yourself are going through something like that, you know, like take it as inspiration that, you know, get the right help, ask for what you need and try to take care of yourself. Yeah, there are resources available, certainly in your area. No question about that. And, uh, and it's like Kelly was saying, if you if you find that you have some kind of an alignment with Will Smith and what he's uh, saying in, in that clip or even the need uh, to do something to improve your own situation, you have to reach out. And of Adam, course, you- people, if you are, if you have people in your life that you're concerned with, you have to check in with them, too. So, yeah. Adam, are you a fan of uh, Will Smith? I'm a fan of Will Smith. I'm not a fan of using such quotes as an attention grabber out of yeah. context. That yeah. that really bugs me, and I I don't want to take away from what he felt and what you know he's gone through, but just out of context like this, yeah, it's a grab. It's a yeah. grab, and oh, it, it's clickbait for sure. It's clickbait, and I think it's it. I don't want to say it's offensive to, because I, I, I don't want to say it's not because it's clickbait that he didn't felt that way. No, mm-hmm. no. But, but they're using it to promote. They're yeah, using exactly. it. It's, it's kind of not insulting to those who really have to go through that because, well, because maybe he did go through all of this, you know. But I just, I don't know. I just gotta it rubs me the wrong way. But yeah, I'll, I'll watch. Well, they're it for and, sure exploiting because he's obviously going to explain his situation in the doc, yeah. and then we'll get his words. But they did, as producers or, or you know, editors and producers decide, oh, that's good. Let's, and they probably thought like everybody thinks Will Smith is happy go lucky. This will be a big shocker. Yeah. So let's, which let's it is, that. but for sure, a bit out yeah. of taste, in my opinion. Yep. I think you're right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> to our audio listeners, uh, you might hear the familiar sounds of a grumbling in the background. It's not my stomach <laughs> making that sound, it's uh, one of my baby dogs uh that is kind of like a toddler and uh if i'm doing something else other than paying attention to him he treats it like 
like it's a personal like, I'll get her now. Okay. She'll give me treats now. So I have unloaded the treats and uh, he is not adhering to our his end of the deal. So <laughs> that's for our audio uh, uh, listeners, uh, for our visual uh, audience uh, that are seeing me turn to the left of the camera and go, stop it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Just trying to parent my dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, elsewhere in the world of uh, improvement, talked about a band of four guys that are rooted to San Francisco. Um, basically, if you're looking to improve yourself within your band... With a master class, then have we got a master class for you. Hell yeah. Metallica. Have you guys seen the promo for that thing? I'm like, I want to join Metallica <laughs> or my own band or whatever, but I think they could be able to tell me how to do it. Every time I, th- I see those trailers for, the, for, for those master classes, it looks amazing. It's like, oh, I, I want to I wanna do it. It, it I looks be super interesting. Yeah. yeah. I want to be a scientist now. <laughs> I want to be a music producer. I want to be a musician. I want to totally. be a, you know. It's such, a, it's such an interesting um, fly on the wall opportunity for people to to uh experience and it doesn't come cheap that's for sure or it doesn't come free but i guess if you uh if you you know put some value on that as um you know something that can help you move forward in your career then great metallica is more than 40 years in and counting so they're not like just waxing nostalgic about how Mm -hmm. they've grown and made music they are actively growing as humans actively making music as a band which certainly qualifies them um you know to kind of lay it all out there and for the for fans or uh, young rockers to learn from the very best. And again, these guys have been working hard, kind of hit the ground running kind of thing from from young guys um, dealing with the the excesses that come from those successes, eventual gigantic success, which had kind of a turn in their tides with their hardcore fans for the selling out. <laughs> That's always struck me as funny because once <laughs> you hit it big and have great big success with an album. You would want that for your your favorite band to like make some money doing this and not have to live in a van, you know? But anyways, <laughs> so it's been 30 years since their big sellout album, the self-titled Metallica Black album. Um, but again, they've dealt with loss. They've dealt with addiction. Uh, and as a unit of four moving parts, they've, uh, you know, stumbled together as young adults and come into these uh, masterclass teachers. So this would be certainly the... Uh, the band to learn from. I, think. I love that they've been able to keep going, especially knowing that after they lost their initial or original band member, and then they brought in the new band member, the new bassist, mm-hmm. uh, Jason, and then that went on for X amount of years, and then he left, and now Robert has just filled the hole like in a different way, but like extremely well, and like for fans of the band, I I mean I think obviously you noticed the three changes, but it's not like you're like, ah, it's not the same. Like where I think some other bands, you might be more like, ah, it's just not the same. I don't don't find that happens with Metallica. I don't feel like that's a thing for them to have to deal with. I think it's because they have shared their evolution with us all this time. And, and, you know, even the, um, I cannot remember the name of the movie in this moment. The documentary, Uh, was it the documentary movie? Yeah. Which sort of explains where the- One or 2003 it came out. Adam, can you quickly look for that? I'm totally blanking. Me too. I'm totally blanking. But that I saw it in theaters too, which was super cool. Oh, you okay? You saw it in theater. I think I watched it on YouTube or something because I uh, so good. Yeah. Uh, So is is it Metallica? Some kind of monster? Yeah. The 2004. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just the yeah. idea that uh, they explained where Jason Newstead's entry with the band, where the rest of them were, still not fully having grieved the loss of Cliff Burton, their original bass player, um, and, you know, the substance uh, abuse, I guess. Um, and, you know, shelving your emotions, I think, is that part. I think what, what we've seen in the promo for the masterclass is, is them talking about dealing with stuff, talking about stuff, recognizing other people's uh, behavioral patterns, and, oh, that's what they do when they mean this. And, oh, I mean, it's just like a it's a human venture for sure, but you can't forget that when you're in a, a band with other humans. And it's cool that uh, they're not protective of those secrets. You know yeah, how to... I like to, that. All, all the success they've, they've had, they could go like, well, we've figured it out. We're happy about it. You go and do your own thing, right? You figure it out yourself. They're opening the doors to their secrets and everything, and it's it's super cool. I want yeah. I want to I want to study that masterclass. Yeah, it'd be cool. For have sure. either of you seen any of the masterclasses? Uh, no, but it's been it's been it's, ugh, it's been really bugging you? me for a few a few months years whenever I see one of a masterclass. We got it last year because Elaine uh, the better half decided to get it for her mother as a gift so there was like some kind of I think Christmas special thing where if you buy two subscriptions like it was a bit less. Yep. I think it was still 200 and something like per subscription or whatever. Yeah. So we've watched um, I actually haven't watched as many as I would have liked but we watched the um, uh, the Timbaland one about being a producer. Oh, nice. Nice. And what's interesting is and cool for for that's why I wanted to tell you guys this is that they actually put it in sections. So that's all like there's a 10 minute block, then maybe 12, then 13, then back to nine. So you're not watching like six hours of a mm -hmm. masterclass and being like, oh, my God, I have so much to go. It's all broken down into and little segments. Do they give like exercises to do like, oh, here's in theory something you could do to practice whatever theory we've studied or I don't think they've I don't think they put anything up on screen because I've literally only watched two of them, which was Timbaland and okay. then and then a guy just the other day on uh how to negotiate and how to deal with um like if you have to and, it, and he's actually an FBI negotiator, which is Ooh, crazy. Wow. Nice. So when I watched his I didn't watch all of it, but I watched about three of his blocks, like his segments and he he gives you verbal uh, examples and then but I, it's nothing like that comes up on screen and goes, try, you know, try this now yeah. or whatever. But it's all like like you could be taking notes, though, and be like, oh, like he did this and he did that. Um, and and Elaine's mom was totally into it, watched all the cooking one. Like there was a cooking one, I think, oh, with cool. Gordon Ramsay, I think. Ooh, nice. And she and, she, and she's totally she's watched at least seven or eight of these things, if not more at this point. And she and, it, and it's just really cool because you can do bite sized bits. Like if you just want to watch two of them and then you take a break, because with Timbaland, it actually was so intense that I needed to take a break <laughs> because he's wow. literally showing you how he, he beatboxes. And how his beats start. And it's like, I'm like, and then you're learning all of, all of like his producers, how they do all their keyboard work. Like it was really cool. So nice. Timberland, by the way, if anybody's wondering, is the real deal. I'm sure he wicka, is. Wicka, wicka, wicka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might do a masterclass now. <laughs> you, should, you should, Sharon. <laughs> um, so talk about Scotty Pippen. <laughs> he should do a masterclass. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he should. Um, talking about how he felt about the acknowledgement that he and his teammates got during the last dance series, which is very secondary, not much acknowledgement at all. Um, and he's got a new memoir called Unguarded, where he spills some emotional tea. And it might come off as sour grapes, but you really can't blame him because um, 
Obviously, he's not happy about the way the series depicted the rest of the Chicago Bulls as supporting cast members to the great Michael Jordan. And there's no doubt about the greatness of Michael Jordan. That's for sure. Uh, But since uh, MJ had final editorial call on the series... Scottie Pippen sort of indicates that he feel he felt condescended and demeaned all over again, which kind of indicates how they felt the first time around, how the press dealt with them, how they, you know, it was all Michael Jordan when they won. It was all everybody else's fault when they didn't win. Um, oh, and the fact that uh, Michael Jordan got $10 million and the rest of them got, uh, oh, yeah, nothing yeah. for that <laughs> docuseries um, probably has another real... <laughs> like a thorn it's in like he's side. going through a breakup all over again well yeah and what he said one of the things he said uh quote from one season to the next we received little or no credit whenever we won but the bulk of the criticism when we lost and when it came down to talking about the 10 million dollar price tag for michael uh, jordan he said scotty pippen said it's quote another reminder of the pecking order from the old days for an entire season we allowed cameras into the sanctity of our locker rooms our practices our hotels our huddles our lives end quote so that's uh that's a nice clickbait right there for you to get the book called unguarded get it for yourself get it for the sports fan on your gift list this year there's a segue coming there Uh-oh. is gift list. Is that a book you'd read, Kel? Unguarded? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I'm actually a massive Scottie Pippen fan. And the funny thing was, is back in the 90s, when they were on that tear of winning all those championships, I absolutely despise the Chicago Bulls because I'm a massive Los Angeles Lakers fan. <laughs> so I used to get into all these battles with like some of my friends because a lot of my friends here in Montreal, of course, were huge Chicago fans like you just were and they had all those like starter jackets you know with like that was the the deal right in the 90s Um, but it's funny as much as I despise the Bulls I always had an affinity for Scottie Pippen I always thought he was the coolest super chill and I always felt like he was never being able to shine the way he could have like shone yeah because of the situation he was in but also then you see as well that like they were such a dynamic duo you know and I, but I felt bad that he never got the recognition that I think he deserved. Yeah. And it wasn't, uh, you know, for lack of anything he did, he played well. Yeah. And that's what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Christmas gift lists. We can put Mariah Carey in your ear again. And is she a fan of Smashing Pumpkins? Probably not the band. And that's uh, maybe she is a huge fan of the band. But what we know for sure uh, from a teaser video that she. Uh, released just days ago is that um, she took a sparkly bat to some uh, jack-o'-lanterns and smashed them. And it's kind of like, let's go. (laughs) Mariah season is going to start. So what we know is that we're getting another holiday, no doubt, hit from the uh, force behind All I Want for Christmas is You. We're going to start hearing that song soon. (laughs) Um, And this time she's worked with, uh, is it I, I'm, I, all I have is DJ Khaled in my head. Is it Khaled or Khalid? Khalid. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and gospel great Kirk Franklin. Yeah. Fall in love at Christmas. That's Aww. a huge Aww. lineup. I love it. It's going to be great. No kidding. And I wanted to get both of your opinions on this because Mariah Carey, as we know, since that album came out in 94, the Christmas album, everybody's gone bananas and it, you know, every year that song. But I feel like over the last, I want to say five or six years, and even though, again, like every Christmas, all I want for Christmas is you is the, is the big deal. But I find like the last five or six years, maybe seven, 
she really has gone next level in the public's mind about really being Queen Christmas. Like, she's really worked that angle even more so in the last five or six years than she did, you know, maybe in the early 2000s or from what I remember. Because she Mm -hmm. legit now, everybody waits for, like, October 31st to finish and be like, what's Mariah going to do now? And she always, like, the last several years, especially with the... the, uh, her being able to use social media so well, she always has these little teaser videos or whatever she does to really up the the volume on on her queendom of Christmas. Well, so maybe she awesome. realized uh, royalties do pay kind yeah. of a lot of money. <laughs> well, Sharon and I have talked about this before. She for sure could live off that one song alone Easily. for the rest of her life. So. Easily, it's well, it's such a great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my gosh, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and that's funny. Like I'm interested in hearing the new song. But I can't wait to start hearing all I want for Christmas is you. (laughs) Hey, let's do a 90s rewind and go back to that time when we first started hearing MC's Christmas classic. I know. I hope you were buckled up for that. (laughs) 1994. And you know what? Mariah already had a hit on her hands with Lutha Vandross and their cover of Endless Love. Uh, Bon Jovi's Always made all the fans happy. All of them. Every single one of them. And you know what? The top five from uh, from around this time in 1994 is like a great little snapshot of 1994. Madonna's Secret. Eni Kamose. Here comes the hot step of murderer. Uh, Real McCoy and Another Night. Yep. Cheryl Crow, All I Want to Do. Mm, is have some fun. Exactly. Like, that was the first song we would have heard from her. Do you remember the name of the album? Uh, I do oh, not. Oh, Tuesday Night Supper Club? No. Say it again. Are we talking about Cheryl Crow? Yes. Yeah, Tuesday Night Supper Club? Close. Mm. Tuesday Night Music Club. Oh, mm. right. No. Close. How- Off by one word. <laughs> the most important word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she sings with her mouth full on all <laughs> I want to do is have more soup. Um, <laughs> Boys to Men were at number one with the, um, it's one of those songs that I think this many years later, you sort of think it's such a, you know, you remember it as a pretty ballad kind of song, but it was like kind of forceful yet soft. It was kind of direct yet still uh, uh, harmonious, but a power ballad and I'll make love to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Simmer down, boys. Then. Uh, that was a number one song around this time in 1994. And that is your 90s Rewind. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Gosh. It's, uh, it's... Before you wrap things up, the big showgram, Sharon, I want to uh, remind all of our audio listeners and our visual listeners that we are having such a great time on our social media these days with uh, TikTok. And uh, also with Instagram and our, and our Facebook page is back up and rocking too. So uh, definitely check them out at 90s Now FM and make sure to see Sharon's recent video about um, horror movies. No, was it, it was Candy. Was it horror movies it was and Candy? candy? Yeah. Candy. Have we posted candy. our Macarena video yet? We have not. So thanks for spoiling the surprise, <laughs> uh, Adam. Well, now you have something to look up to. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you see that bad boy in action. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, we're just trying to have some fun, just like the 90s did, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Macarena. Anyways, <laughs> that was Kelly's Christmas gift. Way yeah. to go, Adam. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for, uh, for listening, for finding us wherever you do. If you found us on uh, YouTube, thanks. We're right here. 
If you found us anywhere else and you've been listening as long as you have, this has been uh, Season 10, Show 9. That's right. Season 10. Holy cannoli. Uh, Thank you, like I said, for finding us wherever it is that you do. We appreciate that you are listening to 90s Now. Still happening.